Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. It's almost that time. And like, this is, has just kind of caught up to me. Like, I didn't realize we were this close to camp starting. Like, you're talking you days away. You sound I, excited. I'm a little excited. I mean, it's 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 a far different feeling than what it was, obviously, this time last year. Right? I, I, well, I, all I'm going to say, at no point in my life have I ever been excited for camp. I was just going to say, <laughs> you, that's because you've never been. That's why you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. A little story time with ED about camp. Uh, I might throw some stories in there too. He, he just hit me with the "I'm excited about camp." Band, band camp. There, there's some. <laughs> there are some things that I can. That I, I, I can. I can chime in on. If I were so, ta- if I were talented enough to go to band camp, that w- that would be one thing. If I could only be so talented, uh, we'll talk a little bit about George Kittle, um, and the running game for the San Francisco 49ers and, and how he helps that. It was it was a, a bit of a hindrance last year. Um, the running game uh, was w- without him in that lineup, uh, of course. And um, as always, we want to encourage you to get involved in the show. We're located wherever uh, you find your podcast. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, you can hit us up on social media. On Twitter, I'm at rhaylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump in Run. Uh, and as always, we're presented by the fine folks over there at Bet Online. July, of course, is here, and it's a great month for sports and a whole lot of other things inside the Haylock household, which we'll get to in, in just a bit. But if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you can find it from the NBA and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to Online and start well, getting a call here with, with the French toast. Uh, <laughs> messed up my script. Here we go. All right. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Online and start playing today. Online, your online sports book experts all right yeah so that really happened right so i'm reading the script on my phone and, and got a phone call and, and the script went away so had to uh, that happens had to, uh-huh. had to, yeah had to fix that uh meanwhile um i'm literally holding every single toy that belongs to my daughter right now i don't know why she just feels the need to just bring her entire toy chest over to me as we're doing the pod she knows i'm doing the pod she, she's like podcast eric davis like that's a real thing well, in this house. But that's what it is. She's like, um, no, no, uh, he's don't don't take my attention. That's what she's doing. She's yeah, making she, certain that you don't forget she's there. Absolutely. Pretty soon we got to just give her a microphone. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that that day is is coming. Probably sooner rather than than later. Um. So, uh, but before we get into any of this other stuff, obviously some disturbing news out of Seattle, right? And uh, Richard Sherman. Um, involved in an incident. He was arrested. He's since been released from jail. Uh, Sherman, of course, played with the Niners. There were some talks about him returning to the team, but he was up in Seattle. And um, and just to be clear, domestic violence, but the rules in Washington are a little bit different. So, um, and if you know anybody from Washington, feel free to chime in and let us know. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical altercation between a, a man and a woman, or you know, spouse, spouses, or or whatnot. Like, it literally can be in you know what it appears was happening, like him trying to get you know into someone's house. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was you know his in laws' house, and there's some video that came out of Sherm trying to get in there and you hear screaming in the background this that or the other um so you know by no means are we you know um condoning you know what happened or 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 whatnot but uh 
I mean, all we can do is, I mean, my, my, my thoughts on this whole thing is the video is disturbing. Um, the thought of it is disturbing. Obviously, he was bothered by someone in the house. It didn't appear to be his wife or the woman or whoever it was that was screaming. It appeared to be with someone else uh, in the house. Um, and, you know, it, it, it from the reports, it seems like that, that was his in-law's house. Um, and so, but uh, I think for me, it's just like, I just pray he gets whatever the help he needs, you know. Um, he since put out a statement, you know, being remorseful for what happened and, and how it happened. Um, but my whole thought is, um, like, clearly, like, he wasn't right in that moment, right? And, and so, you know, I, I, I just pray that, you know, all is well with him. He gets whatever whatever it is that he needs to be able to move on from this, him and his wife and, and, and their family to be able to move on from, from, from this situation. Um, and, but I mean, it's someone that, you know, you know, uh, pretty well though, uh, ED. Um, well, my thoughts on this, we don't know everything that happened. Um, I don't know what was going on, what led up to it, what put him in that state of mind. What I do know, um, about the guy is that he's a, he's a thoughtful individual. He's an intelligent, thoughtful individual. Anyone who's ever been around him would know that. Um, and understand what I'm saying. So as you just said, uh, whatever got him to that point to where he wasn't thinking things clearly, because I'm sure if he was thinking clearly, he would have, regardless of the situation, he would have known um, where he is and, and what that what his actions could have did lead to, what they would have led to. Uh, so uh, as you said, whatever helped, whatever whatever he needs to do to keep himself out of that place it seems like he's going to try and do that um i hope everyone is okay and that they get beyond all these things but i don't know why i got that got to that point i don't know what's going on but yeah we just, just hope that everyone gets everything under control and and whatever circumstances led to that can be um handled to where everybody involved is happy and healthy and at peace with it you know that's that's the thing yeah and the only other thing the only other thing i had to say about it the truth the only other thing i had to say about it is that the security people whoever was doing security for that house y'all ain't shit <laughs> that stuff they put they it's, it's amazing to me what people will do with other people's privacy for money because somebody sold that, that security footage I doubt if it was anyone within their family that said, hey, let's put this security footage out there so so that you could see Sherm hitting on the door and pushing oh, on so, the door. So like the like the company you're you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's how, that's how, that's how TMZ survives. Yeah. You, you, you find the person who's willing to sell someone's privacy. So that's, that's all, I'm, all I'm saying. Because um, that's, that's something we never should have seen. Um but I didn't think about that aspect. That's a very, yeah, very yeah. good point. Yeah. So regardless, but regardless of that, um, you know, fortunately things didn't escalate beyond um, where they did. Um, hopefully, uh, all of this is handled, and and um, you know, once once all it, it, we and this is the funny part about it because I was about to say the truth. We don't need the truth. This isn't about us. Yeah. This is this isn't about me. It's not about you. This is this is about their family and and um, whatever circumstances led to that. Uh, hopefully, as I said, I hope everyone can get everything worked out and that they can all be at peace with one another uh, because they're family. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, like this is a real family here, you know, with a real life situation that that they're they're going to have to deal with. Um and that they are dealing with, you know, so we just, just, you know, just hope that, that, you know, all, all goes well with that and, and their recovery process and they're able to move on, uh, and be a much stronger, much tighter unit, you know, after this, uh, John, uh, the, the NFL PA put out something, obviously Sherm is the, the vice president of the NFL PA. So they put out, you know, a statement, um, John Lynch said something to the reporters, uh, in a sense that he he reached out to Sherm and you know he's you know he's praying for the family but he offered whatever help that he could he could give uh, to the family during this time so um so yeah that's that um and and so uh you know we just we just you know hope that the, the fa- hope and pray that the family gets you know what what they need um moving on here uh so last season 
you, you look at the nine. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, along with Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, last season, the, the Niners fell um, to 15th in the league in rushing. And um, this after leading the league in rushing the year before. And so, I mean, you look at the injuries. I mean, there were injuries all over, right? Injuries to the offensive line, injuries, yeah. you know, to the running back position, you know, radio missed, you know, quite a few games. Uh, and, and so it, it was it was just a, a litany of things that kind of went into that. But, but I think one thing that I'm not sure that we talked about a lot. We, we've mentioned it, you know. I, I remember us mentioning it during the season, and we may have touched on it a little bit during during the off season here. But um, George Kittle, like his impact mm-hmm. on the run game is um, profound. Uh, like, like what, like what's the biggest part that they missed as it relates to the running game with him being or with, with him being off the field, you know, dealing with injuries like he did last year. Uh, well, I think a major part of having a guy who's a who is really good at that position at blocking and um, receiving passes is that it puts a defense in a situation to where they have to pick an either or. You really don't know what's going on, which gives you an opportunity as an offensive um, play caller to put Kittle in situations because, as again, he's, he is a very good blocker. It allows you to get the edge. This offensive run scheme is based on getting to the edge and getting leverage on guys. So with Kittle being being out there at full force, it gives it it, it allows the offense to be able to get in situations that most would say, okay, this is a pass formation, but Kittle can do it, or 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 this is a run formation, and now all of a sudden, you know, you have him as that slot receiver, you they can utilize him in that in that fashion because he's such a good receiver. So that in itself, I think, makes it makes the run game work better when he's out there because you get you truly get an extra blocker with it, it's almost like having an extra lineman out there, the the ability he has to block. So I think that's that's really what they were missing when he's not at full speed. You can't utilize him as much because you're not, you know, if, if he's banged up, you're not trying to kill it. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. But, but when he's healthy, when he's healthy, you're going to just throw his body in the mix and let him do what he does. And you don't think about it as much. So I think that was that was one of the major that's one of the major factors, along with all the other things that you said. It's the it's the the running backs being injured. It's the offensive lineman being injured. It's the fact that you didn't have your front line offensive lineman. So you can't expect the same production from your third guys. Uh, so that's that was a part of it as well. Uh, but Kittle coming back is going to make a difference, definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put dubs on tens here. And, and Adam Rank uh, wrote a piece for NFL.com about sort of the state of the Niners, right, entering the 2021 season. And he mentioned one thing that was severely overlooked was the fact that Kittle wasn't out there and just how that impacted the run game. Um, I think, like you said, like as a blocker um, – I mean, without a doubt, he's one of the best in the game, right? And so, like, I mean, this is a guy that's, that he gets as much pleasure out of having a good run block or having a good play result of, of one of his blocks as he gets with catching a pass or scoring a touchdown. Like, you literally see that excitement coming from him on the field. And so um, I think that's key because it, it's it, it tells me that it's something he takes immense pride in, right? So he's not a tight end that wants to just be a pass catcher, right? Like, he's consumed with the all-around game, right? Playing the playing the, the position to – uh, to to its max, and so yeah. Um, and and I think that energy sort of feeds off on everybody, right? Like like I'd even like to think that I mean, as much as offensive linemen like you know getting downhill and run blocking this out of the other, I think seeing him as a tight end do that probably gives them some fuel as well. Like okay, like this guy's doing it, like we can as well. And, and I think it even rubs off to some of the wide receivers, also. Um, in, in that same vein, um. I think just the attention, right? Like, like he gets so much attention, right? Whether it's whether it's as a whether it's as a blocker or, or just in the pass game as well, um, there are going to be a lot of eyes on on George Kittle, and so if he's not on the field, that takes away some of the eyes that were going to be dedicated to him, you know, on that defensive side of the ball. And so I think I think it's a a a, 
a mix of a mix sort of of all that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to put Dubs on tens and saying it it was just him. It was just Kittle that, you know, had no, been no, go no, from it, one it, it to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it, it wasn't just that, but but as you said, it's it's all the pieces that we could we could go to every individual frontline guy that wasn't out there, and we could say this is the reason why it affected the thing. You know, part of the reason why you know your number one running back wasn't out there all the time. So there's so many different reasons, but if we're just talking about and, and cluing in on Kittle by himself, that's that's the thing. He he, you just said it. He's he is. There's a reason why he's an all pro. He is efficient at everything you need a tight end to be at the highest level. That's why he's an all-pro. So when you have that caliber player missing, it's going to show within your offense it's going to, or your defense. Where, wherever, Whatever position that player, that caliber player plays, trust is going to affect everything that you do, you do when they're not out there. So Adam's not, I mean, you know, he's, he's not off by saying that, but it's not just that. Yeah. You know, yeah, we know that. Yeah, not 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 just that. Uh, this is Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular uh, podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. Um, July big month, Ed, big month in the uh, the, the Haylock household. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we got uh, we got our, our our anniversary coming up here this weekend. And um, well, happy anniversary. Well, pre- appreciate that, man. And it's like the real anniversary, like the the real anniversary, not like, like the, the real. I was, I, not you like know the that half. Was next. I, was, I know, yeah. I was gonna say, which one is this? Is this the three quarter and the half year? Like, what is it? You guys have. I've never in my life seen people have as many anniversaries as you and your wife. <laughs> this They're is like eight anniversaries in one year. This, yeah, I I hadn't seen it either until I until I got married. So you know, there's there's that. Um. You know that it's 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 uh you know my wife is is just like you know there there are all these moments right throughout the course of a relationship and you you got to celebrate these moments you got to cherish these moments you know what I mean and if you're not celebrating them then you know what are you doing right so uh you know, life's a party right or at least she tries to make it you know sometimes so okay uh, you know it t- you know it, it took me a while you know like it took me a while to, to to come around on the whole half birthday thing and all that and I was like man this is crazy like I don't. But now, you know, I actually kind of look forward to it. So it's uh, so there's that, right? And then, and then your, your, and then your boy's got a birthday coming up too at the end of the month as well. So, um, it's like bang, 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 right? We're just, we're just getting after okay. here in the, in the Haylock household, right? So July, July, obviously a very, very, very big month, very big month. Um, but it also sparks the opening of training camps, Ed. And um, like we're days away, like the the whole forty day window, Shanahan, you know, preached to us about like that is coming to an end quicker, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, like what's what's the mindset right now, right? Like getting ready to 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 go to camp, right? You're like you know maybe a little bit more than a week away. Like, are you? I mean, obviously, like you've been working out, you've been doing things to get yourself in shape prior to going to camp, right? Which is a huge misconception. Like people think you, you people. I know a lot of outsiders feel like you go to camp to get in shape, but no, you better be oh, in shape no. by the time. Yeah, you better be in shape by the time you get there. But like, yeah. what, like, what's the mindset? Like, are you are you trying to tie up a few loose ends? Are you trying to do some things that you know you won't be able to do during the season right now? Like, like, what, what's what's the mindset? Well, no, right now you're just you're starting to just wind it down. You've done everything that you can do right now. You should be in shape. You should be, you know, like before I was saying OTAs, and I was like, guys, that's just to get your body in condition to do these things. You, you've been pushing and uh, leading up to like the, around the fourth. For me, it was always that was that last little push. It was when the family would go on vacation. Um, that was the last one where I was just like really working out and just pushing hard. And that that Fourth of July, that week, that started to signify to me like now I sh- I should be at my peak, and and it's time for me to get my body physically as high as it possibly can. Um, I've done everything. You're not about. I'm not about to get any stronger. I'm not about to get any faster or quicker. None of those things are going to happen. You're you're there. But right now, it's let your body just kind of. Um, get a little bit of recovery time because everything that you're going to be doing now for the next six months is tearing your body down. There's no more buildup. So um, there, the 
loose ends and all the things that you were talking about and the possibly getting together and um, those things you've been doing all off season. That's what the off season is for, for early on and everything. You're not waiting to this time. Right now is this all about your body and your mind is getting ready for that home. You know it's coming. So you want to you want to feel good. You want it mentally. You want to feel good physically. And you you do take a little bit of time right now, not to go out. And I I had so many guys that would do this, especially in college, where you take a little bit of time off and they would just every all the work they put in just gone. You you're just doing maintenance stuff right now. You're not out trying to get every party in. You're not out trying to trying to run the streets and do all of these things. You're you're literally just yeah. Because that, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I no. thought like you're trying to get those last couple nights in the club in. Like no. you know, you're trying to right because you know yeah, you have to lock camp. it down. That's band camp. That's band camp. Bro. <laughs> no, that's no, 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 no. See, no for for football camp, NFL football camp. No, you're not trying to do that. You like I said, you you've been humping it. You've been busting it. Now for the last six months, you have, you're trying to get your body to its peak because every because no one gets stronger, faster, quicker during the football season. From the first the, the last day that you will feel good during football season is the first day of camp. Wow, that's the best you that's the best you're gonna feel for the rest of the football season. That's the best you're gonna feel the first day of camp because you know. As soon as you leave that meeting, the next day you're gonna you're about to start banging heads and the bruises and and broken bones and twisted ligaments. It, it begins that very next day. So that's that's where you are as a player. That's where you are mentally. You you know you're like let me just get myself ready for this grind. Um, and and it all starts with being there physically because if you're if you're physically there. Um, then the mental fatigue won't start to set you in and you go through that. Because really, guys, right now, it, it was that way when I played. I got to a point to where I, I knew what I was going to do, and you work out so hard. that Training camp, you don't even get sore doing training camp. People think about it because you, you touched on it. You want to be – I want to be in shape. I'm not trying to go there and get in shape. I got to be in shape when I get there. I got to be ready to go full speed, wide open, so that I, now I can work on my skill set. I'm just working on timing. I'm a veteran guy. We, we were talking about Kittle. Kittle's not going to camp to learn the playbook. He's not going to camp to learn how to block or to learn how to run a route. He's going to work on his technique and perfect his technique um, or perfect the technique of something new that he pulled out that he wants to try now. But that's, that's what camp is for for veterans. And rookies, they don't know what they don't know yet. <laughs> What's the test um... – was that around when 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 you were playing the 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 tests? It's like the first day of camp. Everybody has to go oh, through oh, yeah, like what, a conditioning test. Yeah, the conditioning yeah, test. Well, you have different different types of conditioning tests that you're gonna take. Um, different places. So I don't know exactly what the Niners do. I, when I was with the Niners, we we had we ran shuttles. So in the way they did it, uh, you would you would have to, you would have a series of the of the um, I don't know how many did we run. Was it like a 30-yard shuttle? We would run, and in doing so, in doing so, you they would you would start every. So we would do the shuttle, and then every 30 seconds it would start. So like if you start on the 12, you're going to run that shuttle, and it has to be within a certain amount of time. And then on the 30 you start, and then again on the 12, and you would have to do so many of those. And they looked at your – so for conditioning, they looked not how quickly you did it, but your average time. So every position, you had to be so fast because they know, you know, like I say, everything's measured. You have to be so fast to play this position. You have to be this quick to play this position. So then they would measure measure us that way. That's the way they did it when I was – Like the, the average of the group or like your individual no, no, average? No, your, your individual average. So okay. they're going to look at your time. So let's just – so if you had to do the shuttle – if, if you had to do the shuttle in, I'm just going to throw five seconds out there. So if five seconds was, was, was the max you could do it in and you finished the first one in four, eight. Okay. If you finish your first one in four, eight, how close is your last one going to be to four, eight? Is your, is your next one going to go up? Is it going to be, are you going to end up averaging above the five or are you going to get that average down lower or are they all going to be right on four, eight? which would indicate, okay, that this person's in pretty good condition because they're able to sustain. Because you're sort of, 
running like a play, then resting like it's it's your it's in between plays. Then you're running like a play and resting in between. That's sort of what they simulate. Other places I had where you ran, um, like with the Carolina Panthers, it was um, we had to run 15 40 yard dash. So it was um, you you run the 40, you jog back again. They started every 30 seconds. So you start at the 12. The next was going to start at the 30. So you have to be you have to run your 40 in a certain amount of time. And then you're back at the line ready to start again every 30 seconds than you did 14 of those. So that was that way. I had them where you had to run. I know this is getting boring to people, but I had them where you had to run quarters. So you have a certain amount of time that you um, have to finish your um, lap around the track in. And then every 75 seconds, it would start again. So that's and then you and you would have to run four of those. I had them where you had to run six two hundreds, and every two hundred had to be on. You know, you had to run the six two hundreds. Every two hundred had to be under twenty two seconds, and you start at a certain at a certain time. You know, so that's so it, there's there's so many different ways they do it. At the end of the day, um, is just really to give you some type of um, baseline. Um, they're never too hard for the positions. The only way they're going to be difficult is if someone's just, as you said, not in shape. Yeah. The only reason yeah. I know about this is because uh, remember the Albert Hainsworth thing a few years back, right, when he was in Washington. And it was yeah. he showed up at camp, and I think would you get like three days to do it? And, and he – I don't know if he finally got it on the third day or what, but he – like it was just a big story. Um, around them and around their camp that he couldn't pass the uh, the conditioning test. Um, it, it it was wild. It was crazy, crazy to me. But that's how that was my first wind or, or first first time learning uh, about that. Well, you know, I've had guys that didn't didn't do it. I mean, you know, even with the Niners, you know, when you'd have the shuttles, there would be guys that um, you know, like they'd run there and like I guess I used five seconds. That first shuttle was four eight. That last shuttle was six seconds because they were just out of shape. Oh. Um, and, and I had guys that didn't pass it with the, with the Panthers, you would have guys come in and, and they couldn't do their, 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 um, forties. They couldn't do all of them. And I always thought it was kind of ridiculous as well. Like how, you know, what the test is going to be, you know, what you need to do. And that's, and that's all it, it does. Like you said, with the Albert Hainworth situation, all it does is just indicates that you didn't take the time to do what you need to be doing. Um, about, to have yourself, uh, committed to stand up to, you know, I tell you, commitment and obligation as a football player, that's what you have. So you weren't committed enough to live up to the obligation that you have to be prepared to do the job that's necessary. And you have to think, and so that, that's the way you have to look at it, and that's what you think about as a player when you see a guy that's not out of shape. Um, I don't have time to worry about it, uh, but I but I know that you got to get yourself in shape, and the problem with you having to get yourself in shape is that while you're doing this, you um you end up, Missing time, to, right on the field. Well, right? well, no, well, well, no, you're not gonna. You, it's not even about missing time, so they're gonna continue to make to keep you um, lifting weights. I mean, I'm sorry, to, to doing the doing the test. You're gonna have to continue to do that, but um, because a lot, of, most of the time, they'll still have you practicing, still have you doing things, but you just have to keep running the test every day, and then you start to get fatigued. And now I'm worried about you getting hurt because uh. you start pulling muscles. The pull muscles are fatigued. Um, they're fatigue injuries. As I said, once you start the season, everything is going to start tearing down, tearing down. So you don't want to start off with extra work and, and get yourself in a situation that because you're already not in condition you need to be in and you're putting extra work because you keep running this test. And they're, they're not going to let you get by until you pass the test. You're not going to stop doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you may as well get yourself in shape to do it and not do the extra work. But there are guys that always there will every team is going to have um, somebody that's going to push it to the edge because a lot and a lot of the time it's the younger players because they just don't know any better. It, it's interesting that you said uh, July fourth because I was listening to uh, I think Kirk Morrison it was I was listening to him recently and he he said July fourth was like the signal to him like all right you know time to turn the page now time time to get back into football mode per se. Um, and so I, I thought that was interesting. He he always had that correlation, like he linked the, you know, the fireworks on July fourth to, 
you know, the, the correlation in, in terms of it now being time to turn the page. And he said, you know, July 5th, it was, it was, it was on and popping, you know, from that, from that point on. Um, um, yeah, for the yeah, 4th of July, that was me. That was the last vacation we were, over, we'd be over in Hawaii and that was the last time with the kids and, and we'd get out and do our thing. And, but I, but that was, I was the guy at, on the hotel grounds, tearing up all their pretty grass. Cause I was out there doing my footwork. And, <laughs> um, I, had, I had one little, there was this one between the four seasons in the Grand Wailea, there was this, in Maui, there was this one little perfect piece of land where you could go out and, and um, I mean, just like perfectly fat, flat. the grass was perfect. I mean, it's Hawaii, so you know, so the grass was just great. And I, and I, every year I would just tear that grass up out there in my spikes, um, doing my footwork. Uh, but that was, but you're right, that was, that was the signal because everybody else was relaxing and everything. But in my head, I was wrapping up, getting ready because I knew this is, I need to be able to do these things now. And my recovery had to be where it had to be. My resting heart rate, if, if my resting heart rate at that time wasn't in the low 40s um, at all times, I mean, it had it had to be in the low 40s, you know, or high 30s. Or I was worried that my conditioning wasn't good enough, but definitely low 40s at, at worst. Um, because so, and, that, and that's all about just your recovery you're going to get tired but how quickly can i be ready to go full speed the next time and that's those are the things you're right it's you know when the fireworks go off july 4th the brain starts flipping to it's time for me to go and get this done yeah that's how i was yeah um camp is 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 fastly approaching right 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 around the corner here um and so uh it's about that time for people to to to, to start reporting. You're gonna hear a bunch of bunch of talks about Tim's reporting and, and things here soon, uh, and about you know as we as we tape this one, we're looking at about you know maybe 11 days away uh, for the Niners. Wow. And so wow. Um, yeah, wow is right. Like that that came up came up quickly. Um, and so uh, yeah, I know I'm I'm a little bit excited just for the simple fact that it, it sparks a new season, right? And and obviously it's a much different situation than that we were in you know this time last year um just in terms of if there was a see if a a season was going to happen and you know the preseason getting scared getting you know canceled this that or the other um but but just in the general sense um i'm not a huge fan of camp right like just as a reporter like out there covering (laughs) it right like because like i'm in the sun too like i might not be doing sprints and stuff but like i'm out there like it's hot you know what i mean like like don't I'm, I'm not, dare. I'm not putting into work like you, Ed. I, but it's, it's still hot though. Like I don't. You're I, like I'm out here in the sun too. You better <laughs> never say that again. Don't you dare. Dude, talking about like, it's I, hot to stand. Like who, like who wants to be standing in triple, triple digits, right? Like who, like who wants to just be out there like that? You know what I mean? Like hey, who, wants to, who wants to be standing in triple digits and, and all of that equipment? Dude, well, that, yeah, that, well, yeah, no, I mean, that, look. That 3 like, o'clock practice in Rockland back in the day, because now, dude, man, they practice at the facilities in Santa Clara. That's yeah. nothing. That, hey. Dude, it, it, was, it was 105 to 110 every day in that 3 o'clock yeah, practice. Yeah, see, like, that's in, that's in bonkers. That's bonkers. And, like, it, like... Every like every time I hear like some of your stories, I'm like, dudes really sign up for this. Like, the, like the mentality, the mindset of a football player is just so fascinating to me. Um, well, but, that's why I also tell you that there is no ball player that likes camp. Yeah, well, no, nobody, no, nobody likes camp. No one likes going to camp. Camp should be camp should be two weeks. That's all I need. That's all any veteran player needs. Give me two weeks to go in and, as I said, work on my timing, work on my skill set, get myself prepped and ready to go. Play, and then break camp. Now you have two weeks where it's it's no longer the two a days, and you are you have a couple of preseason games. They are necessary evils to allow the new guys to to get acclimated to the pro game and the feel of it because it's different from college. And then play football. You don't need you don't need five six weeks of two a days. No one does, and nobody wants to do it. And from the sounds of it, I mean, it's really tough on the reporters. <laughs> man, see, you feel me, right? I mean, man, <laughs> it's <laughs> no. But in all honesty, like, like I'm embarrassed for you. The, the <laughs> I know this is so bad. This is, this is so bad. No, but but in all honesty, like 
it's like okay like you know guys are going through camp and like there's just like there's a progression right like at first you know first day you get out there it's no it's, it's just helmets only right and then finally you progress to pads and then it's like uh, well for, then you progress to you know just shoulder pads and then you progress to you know full pads and then it's it's okay these which script- is the dumbest thing ever it's the dumbest thing ever for an nfl player do you know my workload is not going to be any different i'm not going to do anything any differently if i'm wearing a baseball cap than i would if i was wearing my full uniform I'm not going to do anything differently at practice because I'm not taking anybody to the ground at practice. Yeah, but th- but that um, speaks to your level as like a pro athlete, though, right? Like I think we yeah, we talked we talked about this before, like how it's 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 a lot different. Like the way you practice is a lot different from, um, you know, obviously from college, college, high yes. school and college yes. and college to the pros because it it's it's you were saying something about it like like the skill set allows you to practice better right because there are certain guys whose skill set just in there that just doesn't allow them to whether it's not tackle a guy or not do this or not do that um and so there are a lot of guys at the lower levels who are good they're they're really not good athletes and when you get to the nfl there's no such thing as a bad athlete in the nfl everyone is athletically gifted enough to do their job and and guys aren't just out there running blind there's there's a method to the chaos that's going on it's controlled chaos so you know how to avoid a guy where to run leverage and angles and things to do to get yourself in position and then to also move yeah <laughs> I, I i can I'm, i i can see my eyes i'm using my eyes i'm not just out there with my eyes closed i'm not tackling with my eyes closed i'm not trying to catch balls with eyes closed i'm not blocking with eyes closed or shedding blocks so guys are seeing what's going on. So, so that's what I say. Another thing about the camp where you have a few days in shorts, then you build up the next week you're in shoulder pads, and then the next week you're in full pads. You don't need all of that. Yeah, and, and that, and, but like the, but these are like milestones that you like watch for, like as a reporter, and like fans eat this stuff up. Like it's amazing to me, right? Like they, they eat this stuff up, and then it's it's like okay, and then you got your position battles that that you're watching this, that, and the other. And so you know you got to keep an eye which, on that stuff, yeah, and then which but, which there really there really is no such thing as a position battle. Again, I hate to spoil all of this. For yeah, people, which which, which I learned too. Like even at the college level as well. Like I mean, there's, I mean there at, at times, but you know most times it's like mm, yeah we're gonna say that, but that's not well, really the forty the, 40, the, the 49ers, Well, the forty ers are going to camp right now, and when they break camp, they're gonna have fifty three guys. Um, you're going to end up with with the with the scout team, and that, and I think that goes back up to what 61 or 64, something like that. I guarantee you, right now, 50 of the guys are already decided. At least, right? They already know who 50 of those guys are. So there's no such thing as a position battle, um, because you already know who's on the team, and if you already know who's on the team, you know where you have them slotted. So now it's just a question of who you're going to give the opportunity to. And which of the new guys are going to be the surprises? Which which guys? Because you know out of your draft picks who who's on the team. You know that. Yeah. You know out of your free agent signings who's on the team. You know that. There, there, there's there's no there's no battle going on. You you already know even out at the quarterback position. You know who you want to play a quarterback. There's no such thing as a position battle. Um, and as a player. It takes you a while to understand that and learn that. Because coming in, I didn't realize it. I didn't know it. You know, you're just out there battling and trying to run, and you're playing and doing everything, and you're trying to impress. And it has nothing to do with it. You're going to walk in one day, and they're going to say, hey, you're starting. Yeah. And they're going to tell another guy, hey, you know what? We decided to, to sit you down, and we're going to let this other guy start. That's that's literally how it happens. There, There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. They were gonna if they had gotten um, Matt Stafford, he was gonna call Jimmy and say, "Hey, Jimmy, Matt started." Yeah. <laughs> there was there was not gonna be a battle. A battle, yeah. It, Every, it, everyone thinks everyone thinks that there was this battle and last about the quarterbacks. Everyone thinks that there was this quarterback competition and battle between Steve Young and Joe Montana. There was never a competition. There was never a battle. Joe quarterback until they decided. We're gonna let Steve be the quarterback. Steve's turn. Yeah, it was just that simple. It was there was no competition. There was it was Steve's turn. And as a matter of fact, when Joe asked for it, and he told me this himself, when he said, "Let me just come in and compete," 
the answer was, Joe, we can't let you compete because if we let you compete, we know who's going to win. Yeah. He's Joe. Of course, Joe, they were going to let, let's let Joe quarterback and see what he can do. So that's, so that there's no such thing as a competition battle. And, and um, something similar happened to you too, right? Like, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened to me in Carolina where, where they had drafted guys. I mean, and it was George Seifert when he had come in. George Seifert was the general manager and head coach. He had brought, he had given big money to a guy at corner. He had drafted another guy at corner, um, number 17. So you have a big money, one of the highest paid guys, free agent signings. Um, you have a, a number one draft pick in guys. So you put all of this equity into two guys. And he literally told me, he was like, I, I can't keep you here, E, because if I keep you, I'm going to start you. You're better than these guys. Yeah. But, he, but he, he told me that. He, he was like, I can't, I can't keep you here. It was like, as much as I want to, I can't. Because if I keep you here, I'm going to play you. And he said, I can't play you because I have to play these guys and give them an opportunity because of what I just said, where they were drafted and the money that was put into them as a free agent. That's, that's the business. It, so people don't think that Lance is about to go in and battle with Garoppolo <laughs> and all this. There is, no, there is nothing, nothing that Garoppolo can do. There's nothing Garoppolo can do to put – uh, short of getting injured, there's nothing he can do to not be the starting quarterback if they've decided he's a quarterback. Flip side of that, there is nothing that Trey Lance can do to displace him as the quarterback if they've decided that Garoppolo is the quarterback. And that goes both ways. If they've decided they're starting Lance, they're starting him. Yeah. There's, there's nothing Jimmy can do. So that's, that's, that's how it works in the NFL. No one wins or loses a job. It does not happen that way. And, and fans think, you know, these position battles and it's all great to talk about it. And it gives, gives you know, it gives writers something to do. It gives us in these, in these pods, things to talk about, but you and I try to keep, we, we go beyond that and just really, it, it, that's not the case. Yeah. That's not the case. They, they already know who's playing where. And, that, and, that, and the only thing that can happen, like if you have a surprise from a youngster, like, the safety out of SC. If he just comes in and starts making plays all over the field, getting his hands on balls, like he's shown the ability to do, you start figuring out how do I get him on the field. So Ab- things like that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. It's just it's it's the whole. I mean, camp as a whole is just. And then we've talked about this too, right? Like just sort of like the monotony of it too, right? Like there's these scrimmages, and then you know like. Like, we talked about this as well, like, the scrimmages, and then it's like, okay, the stats, because people want to know how so-and-so oh did, right? Like, how many completions did this quarterback have? How many touchdown drives? You know, how many this, well, how many that, whatever, right? So, like, that. And then it gets to a point where it's like the monotony of it, right? Like, seeing yeah. you guys go up against one another is – it, it it just gets it just gets very very monotonous, right? So like you're you're just ready for like real games to happen, and then you can get into a flow where you're actually like doing like you know you're you're previewing games, you're talking about games, you're talking about guys and matchups, this that or the other. Um, and so the the camp camp can be a little uh, can it can be a little much, you know, for 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 us on the other side as well, Ed. So uh, yeah, I don't know that what? I was supposed to say that out loud, but I did. I mean that's well, why we're no, here, right? Well, for the well, for the reporter, it's, it definitely gets monotonous because you only get to witness certain parts. There's only certain parts. Absolutely. That, and that, you get that to part see the too. same part. Yeah, you get to see the same parts where the same things are happening. So the bulk of the work that's being put in, and um, and guys, like you said, when they're putting out those numbers and everything, remember practices are scripted. Practices, practices, not only are they scripted, they are scripted down to the point to where the coaches decide how long and how many practices they're going to have before they blow up on somebody, before they kick people out, before the coaches yell at each other oh, yeah. and they stop things to where they're going to give guys time off. It's all planned out. Oh, it's yeah. all a script. They, they know when they're they know when they're going to do certain things. They know certain days that they're going to script it to where the defense can't win. They script it because and, and they so so when you see this quarterback was. He was 29 it up. out of 30. He lit it up. Well, I can script it to where everything works in his favor. Now, when you see that a quarterback is like two out of 20, that's when you say, okay, wait a minute. That really wasn't that good because 
they're never going to they're never going to totally script them script disaster they are going to make certain that they make it fair and the days that they make it fair are the times where if you have a dominant defense then they can take over because but for the majority of practices it's going to be set up so that the offense can win we've already had the discussion on the mentality of offensive players they they need the win and coaches need the win when you have offensive minded coaches they they need the win to to move forward because it's never a bad day of practice if the offense had a good day yeah. no matter what happens to the defense but if the defense has a good day it's a bad day at practice for everybody yeah nah so, you 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 those are facts like i've witnessed this like i i've covered teams with some offensive minded head coaches and in totally like it it was on the offense to win whatever you know that particular drill that day or that particular scrimmage or, or whatnot. Like in in def- I've seen defenses get, you know, like sort of the short end of the straw, you know, as you would imagine. And, and oh, yeah. even like as as a coach myself, like like I coach high school ball, but like I did some of this stuff too, like like on my own, like you know what I mean, like set up you know, certain size, certain situations for failure, right? Because those could be teaching moments, all right? Like, when this happens, when we encounter this, this is how we're going to have to react to it. Or, like, sometimes we may have been getting a little bit too comfortable, right? So then you, I go in there one day with a mindset, like, I'm going to shake some stuff up today, right? Like, you know, like, the, like this is a this is a real thing. Like, these these things actually happen. And so, um, yeah, man, like, I'm... I'm oh, we have to deal with it all the time, man. I... I, I... 90, 94, 95, those were pretty good defenses. We had a pretty good defense even before Deion came. And then we know how 94 ended up. Going into the 95 camp, that defense, the only thing that changed on our defense was, um, the only thing that changed on defense was Deion left and we brought in Marquez Pope. So, I mean, we brought everybody back. Our defense was really, really good. Really, We actually ended up with the number one defense that year. Our, our defense was great. Um, but during training camp, Oh, you know, it was, again, bad practices because we, again, we were just crawling up into the offense. Yeah. And that offense, you know, this is, it's the 49ers offense and it's an offensive led team. And, and the understanding is that the offense is supposed to have a good day and they're supposed to win everything. And we just got to a point where even in the offensive drill, seven on seven, one on one, we weren't letting you win a no. Yeah. We, we were not, we were not taking an L at any, we were trying to win every period and we were going to let them know. And we were gonna battle with them all the time, so there was a, a lot of yelling at practice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that's just the way it is. If if the defense is good, you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad a bad day, and that's just training camp. We all know it, and you know. So 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 people just just don't get yourself freaked out when you hear that these guys are lighting it up, you know, because that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna see Trey Young. Um, um, Trey Lance, Trey Young, a whole different, whole different sport. sport, but he's a bucket. Yeah, older, older he's sport. a bucket. Yeah, but that, that's buckets right there that he can score. Um, Lance, you're going to see that Lance is killing it. We're going to see some days where Lance is, he, he is 14 for 17 and, and he threw two touchdowns and he was in the red zone and, and in the red zone, he was, he was five for five with four touchdowns. And 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 I want you guys to know that they truly will script defenses where the defense stands no chance whatsoever to win those plays. Where they will completely set you up for failure because they want to see this young quarterback. They want this quarterback to see the ball completed in the end zone. They want to see him have these wide open windows and, and learn to see the game that way and and get that feeling of of success right? the deal yeah. of success yes they yeah. script it to be that way and they don't do that for young defensive players yeah it's, it's real they don't care they don't care you 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 have to be built tougher than that they are not going to put you in position to succeed they're going to take a young guy like they did with me when you see number 80 wherever he goes you cover him if he's on the field you get on the field and you're gonna either you're gonna either survive or you're gonna get cut. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what they do to young. That's what they do to young defenders. <laughs> just throw, just throw you to the wolves. Just throw you to the wolves. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. That, that, that's it. I'm glad. The bottom line, we're gonna find out right now. If we're gonna find out right now what you built up, or you know, are you? Hey, you know what I say? Look like coffee. 
smelled like coffee. But they, they will find out if you're caffeine you, free. Yeah, if you caffeinated or not. And that's that, that's how deep <laughs> that's how defensive players are raised. No one ever says no one ever says that that young corner needs time to develop. No one ever says that uh, you know what, yeah, he's made some mistakes, but he's gotta see the game and he can have a subpar year and then he can come back. You don't do that with defensive backs, you don't do that with linebackers. If you don't make flash plays as a youngster, as soon as you get on the field, you don't get a chance to grow. Yeah. Um, case, in, case in point, you got a corner, you got a, a, a killer, you got a corner up in Seattle right now. Yeah. That was a young guy that showed some flashes, but he came back in. You, you I, it, it, It's not even like he had entirely bad games. He had a bad play here or there, and you're gone. That's the difference between being a defender and an offensive guy going into camp. These are things that you just got to understand. That's how it is, and that's the and that that's the mentality that you have to grow from and through and develop to just know that's the way the game is played. Is different than in college. Glad we had this conversation, and and that's that's sort of why you know we we do this pod, right? Because we got to give it to you, you know, unlike other you know folks do, and so. Appreciate all y'all for tuning in and listening in and, 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 you know, with the hopes that, you know, this is why you come here, of course, right? You got Super Bowl champ and Eric Davis breaking it down uh, for you. Um, story time with ED, always a gym. Um, we all we want to remind you to, to uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at R. Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore bump and run. Feel free uh, to hit us up and get involved in the show. Also, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a, a, a like button on your subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.